Hi, and welcome to the Abundance Project podcast. I'm Joy Paquette. And I'm Alyssa Wathen. We are the co-founders of the Abundance Project, a coaching-based company centered around supporting as many of you as we can in building a better you today. Through extensive research and education in health and from our own personal experiences, we're going to be talking about all things mental health, physical health, general wellness, success, lifestyle, and everything in between. Follow our journey as best friends and life coaches and begin one of your own with new, insightful, yet relatable episodes released every Wednesday. Welcome to the Abundance Project and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Abundance Project podcast. Today we're talking about uh, seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. And, uh, you know, we're in mid-November right now, so I don't know about anyone who's listening, but uh, I know for Joy and I, it's a little bit, uh, it's affecting us a lot right now. It's been a rough week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's been a rough two weeks, my God, like for both of us too. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, we'll have a lot to say about that, but uh, as usual, you know, we're going to start with the foundation and uh, we're going to talk about what is SAD, what is seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, so seasonal affective disorder, like this is a pretty basic definition, but it is a type of depression that comes and goes in a seasonal pattern. So it can be called winter blues, winter depression, seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder. It's because the symptoms are usually more apparent or more severe during the cold winter months. And I also found something else in there. I don't know if you have anything to say about this quickly with Mm -hmm. your knowledge, but I kept coming across the fact that it affects almost twice as many women as it does men, but there was never really an explanation of why that might be. Yeah, uh, from from what I know, it seems to be linked to hormone expression. Like I I did come across uh, some research when looking into the topic a bit beforehand that it affects uh, young girls in their puberty and it does so way more. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it does that for uh, young girls. And I don't remember the exact percentage or prevalence rate, but what it doesn't do that for is for young boys in puberty. So my guess would be it's linked to, to hormone expression, Mm. but I, that's all that I know about it. That side of it though. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So Uh, Yeah, there is a difference, though, between uh, seasonal affective disorder and then what's called the winter blues as well. Uh, So, you know, like you said, a lot of people are affected by this, and I believe it's 5% of the global adult population. But like for us in Canada, though, it seems like a lot more than that, because it's kind of that distribution is concentrated um, you know, north of the equator. So for us, it seems like a lot more people have it. Seems like everyone for me in Montreal. Uh, yeah, with it, I was gonna say, I <laughs> yeah. don't really, I obviously know of people who it doesn't seem to affect them. But the amount of people who I've had this conversation with, or mm-hmm. have just been confiding in me over the years about just being like, I feel like crap every single winter. I hate winter so much, but I don't really get why it's insane but I mean it totally makes sense it's dark all the time it's cold you're shoveling and scraping ice every single day like there's no plants or anything because it's all covered in snow everything Mm -hmm. is just the color white for months and months and months at a time like Mm -hmm. it literally feels like 
this sounds so weird, but it feels like regular life in, well, I don't want to say regular life, but life in spring, summer, fall, when it's not super cold and snowy, is like you're walking around in a coloring book and life in the winter is like you are a stick man drawing on a white piece of notebook paper. (laughs) I feel that so much. The way you describe that is so accurate. I was going to say, when you were thinking of the way that it feels for you, I was going to say for me, it feels like um, living in that in TV static, you know, when you turn the big boxed TV on and they're just be static. That's what it feels yep. like for me. <laughs> yep. so the stick man in white is so accurate. Oh my God. It's just, oh my gosh. It just feels like every day is kind of the same. So do you want to go into more? Cause I know a lot of people, kind of I don't want to say categorize themselves or diagnose themselves but a lot of people kind of just jump to the gun they're like oh I have sad I I have seasonal affective disorder but Mm -hmm. you said that there's kind of a difference or the seasonal affective disorder is the harsher degree of something else yeah exactly you've got it so just from like a clinical perspective there's seasonal seasonal affective disorder and then there's the winter blues um, those are mm-hmm. the exact terms. The The researcher who uh, developed the whole concept of a seasonal affective disorder, Norman Rosenthal, he's the one who, who came up with those terms. So seasonal affective disorder, people will experience a harder time uh, in the winter, in the worst weather. And then they'll say, yeah, it feels like depression is what it is. But the thing yeah. about seasonal affective disorder is that major depression is... Uh, a, a requisite or a criterion to be diagnosed with SAD. So a lot of people okay. dichotomize both of them as two different things, uh, but they're not. It's They kind of go hand in hand and it's just uh, situational. So there's SAD, which you have to already have major depression and then it's linked okay. to the seasons. But then there's also winter blues, which is I think what most people who feel that struggle with, because yeah. obviously no one, most people don't feel great when, like you said, everything's dead outside and stuff. That's yeah. the winter blues. And what that constitutes is um, it's just feeling like you're not able to perform at the same level. And it's feeling and knowing that you're not at the best uh, version or level of yourself compared to other seasons so it's the degree yeah. of severity that makes the difference that makes a lot of sense I feel like I don't know I've always well I haven't always thought but lately I've been thinking oh I think I have seasonal affective disorder but mm-hmm. now even just now as we're kind of dissecting the two things I feel like I I mean I know I definitely get winter blues mm-hmm like hard (laughs) (laughs) where the winter blues yeah I'm down and I feel like I'm not performing my best but then itself in the past has turned into a longer lasting depression even after the winter has kind of wrapped up Mm -hmm. but then I've also had the experience of just kind of feeling those winter blues for maybe three or four months which if anyone lives in Canada you know that our winters longer than three or four months <laughs> yeah it's most um, of the year. but yeah I feel like I've I've had some degree of both almost in a way mm-hmm. what would you say is your like do you have winter blues what does it feel like for you 
Um, well, for me, I do have seasonal affective disorder. I've struggled with it kind of my whole life, and I've had it, you know, diagnosed by a couple of different psychologists because basically when I was in, in school, in earlier levels of education, I'd be part of those um, individual uh, education plans kind of where, you know, you do your exams in different rooms and, and you'd have different like support. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> I had that. Wait. Oh, wait, actually? No way, I didn't know. Okay, what the heck? I'm literally just having this realization now. I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was annoying or something. But <laughs> I when I was when I was in elementary school, they used to always put me in a separate room, like walk me out of the class, like down the freaking hallway into this tiny little room and they'd be like you can do your work in here or you can do your test in here and I was just like confused every time I was just like okay and then I'd follow <laughs> no. them and then be like can I leave now <laughs> like can I come back <laughs> no they don't just do that for no reason it's either your parents that asked for it if you needed special attention or you're struggling Mom. or it's if you were dis- <laughs> or it's if you were like disrupting the other students I think too. oh Mm, you know so it might have been that one <laughs> it might have been both you're like <laughs> I think it might have been both I'm gonna need to ask my mom after this <laughs> yeah because that's the thing I had to get it it's um it's something that you have to premeditate and you have to get um an assessment from a mental health professional confirming that you can get it you know because otherwise obviously everyone would be like yes I want extra time for my exams I want noise canceling headphones I want all of that um wow. so so yeah, so it's it's all to hmm. say I had to go get reassessed and re-diagnosed for everything a couple of times, uh, yeah. just for those reasons, for school. And so I would always get uh, the seasonal affective disorder. So I do have it diagnosed because for me, it's not just the transition um, from fall into winter. It's the transition between almost every season. And I have to go oh, get that's so acupuncture. Yeah, I have to go get acupuncture every time because I wow. just start uh, kind of plummeting mentally a little bit. And then as oh soon as gosh. I get that, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah, for me, it's definitely in, like, only in the winter. Mm-hmm. I usually am feeling good. I'm feeling good in my best self during spring and summer and fall has just kind of always been a really calming season for me. Winter mm-hmm. is a different story. It's <laughs> I know I said it to you the other day mm-hmm. where the only way I was having a little bit of a mental breakdown <laughs> because I yes. was just like, why am I feeling like crap all of a sudden? I'm feeling unmotivated. I have such a negative perspective. I'm tired all the time, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. I just don't really care about caring about things. Mm-hmm. I can't. I felt like I literally just like couldn't get into it mentally. Like I was just like almost dissociating the past week because I was just like I don't know why my body and my mind is feeling like such a horrible negative place all of a sudden but the yeah. only way I'm gonna get through this is if I just kind of autopilot because I don't know what's going on I was just so confused yeah I had such a lack of productivity I felt like every single day I'm just in this repeated cycle and all of my excitement for the future Mm-hmm. that being for tomorrow that being for my entire life's future 
it was just it turned from excitement to dread and that all happened literally in a matter of maybe 40 hours and I had gone I know I told you I was like what did I say I was like my schedule and the things that I'm doing has not changed I've been Mm -hmm. on the same busy schedule like my schedule is very busy but I was like I've been on the same busy schedule for weeks if not months now yeah and for some reason this week it has felt 10 times harder to accomplish all these things and get them all done than it has any other time like I was like I feel like my mind and my body have just depowered and slowed down and my the pace of my life and the things that I'm doing is still the same and I'm just cannot keep up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember when we had that conversation, it was, we were on the phone and I don't remember who it was first. It was probably you in that case, but someone mentioned, yeah, you know, I've been feeling this the last few days. It's been like this. And then like the other one of us was just being like, oh yeah, I was like this for me too. And then we kind of went through the last whole two weeks of our lives and we were like, yeah oh so you've also been having mental breakdowns almost every day for the last few weeks yeah yeah Yeah. it was here's the thing I now have been through enough winter seasons to kind of know and I will get into this later but I kind Mm -hmm. of know now that it's gonna happen so I can kind of expect it and prepare for it but Mm -hmm. you know living in Alberta you don't know if it's going to dump snow on you the next day or if it's going to be a nice little sprinkle, gradual transition into winter, okay? Yeah. There's sometimes one side, sometimes the other side. Well, yeah. it was the other side this year. It was beautiful <laughs> fall, and then I woke yeah. up one morning, and it had dumped like two feet of snow, and it's just been blizzarding and freezing and cold and horrible ever since. Actually, today was kind of a nicer day. It was one degree out today. Let's go. (laughs) And it was, dude, everybody was out like, oh my gosh, the sunshine. (laughs) Like, let's freaking get out and get after it. Um, But yeah, it just went from beautiful, warm fall to negative 20, which isn't even that bad considering. But I mean, it's going to get there. Mm Mm-hmm to snowing and I I had no gradual transition I had no time to prepare so I was just like the weather flipped on a dime and so did my entire mental state I just woke up the next morning and I was like why am I instantly depressed yeah exactly and good good connection back to our first episode's content about how your mental state mirrors your environment and vice versa I think the distinction that you made which is really important is that there was no a gradual shift and it was all just like you said on a dime because you handle and again like you said we'll get into this but you handle the winter blues or seasonal affective disorder whichever it is you handle it really well um, because what you've mentioned to me in the past that you do is you see the signs coming like you're staying aware you prepare yourself you identify the ways that it manifests for you and then you Mm -hmm. already start proactively getting into strategies and yeah, situations. Yeah. That. Well, the thing that's funny is about a few days before it had that major dumping of snow, like I don't even know, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I literally was thinking, I was like, okay, we're going to, it's definitely going to be snowing in winter. I'm surprised 
in winter in november i'm yeah. surprised like honestly i was surprised it wasn't snowing in october but anyways yeah i was like okay we need to start getting the ball rolling and thinking of things and preparing for things okay i was just thinking about thinking about doing it not actually <laughs> doing it yet and then yeah. 48 hours later oh my mm. god it was horrible and i have to tell you again relating back to our very first episode I don't know if you saw the most recent TikTok that I posted on our account of, of what my bedroom and bathroom looked like. <laughs> yeah. It was disgusting. As my mother would say, it was a pigsty. It was horrible. <laughs> That's such a mom's expression. It was horrible. I and I felt freaking shame, man. I didn't yeah. like it, but I yeah. was literally just like, I am so exhausted and run down and tired and overwhelmed, and I'm spiraling now because I'm feeling so depressed out of nowhere, and it scares me and whatever. I was just dealing mm-hmm. with all of the symptoms of it all at once with no notice that I just didn't like my environment and taking care of myself i was just like no i do not have time i don't have time in the day i don't have energy in my body i don't even care but i also subconsciously do care and cleaning through all of it yesterday i was telling my boyfriend this because i think Mm -hmm. he was kind of doing like a big clean of his apartment today i was like i just went and spent like two hours fully cleaning fully cleaning my bathroom my bedroom i'm talking i'm organizing i'm cleaning with cleaning products i'm vacuuming it looks like a brand new place in here and i instantly feel so much better yeah yeah and i i think uh i get the reason why it happens too why you felt so much better right away it's because I think one of the big challenges with uh, seasonal affective disorder, um, I'll just start referring to it as as uh, seasonal sadness. You know, I think that's an easier general term, Aww. but yeah. Well, I mean, it, it literally it's is kind of cute. <laughs> seasonal like, sadness. <laughs> the second that you get to like attribute a personality to something like a hedgehog in your case, I feel like you instantly change your whole relationship with it and you're able to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we love we love all animals here, even the crazy, ugly little warthogs. Okay, they're so cute, and I would take care of them. I just want to get that straight. In case anyone's dogs or birds are listening, <laughs> I'm all so glad. And I don't judge. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that point across. In case it's being missed, you know, like I'm so grateful. <laughs> Um, this is very important to clear that up (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm glad that it's out there because i couldn't agree more (laughs) but (laughs) yeah i think the reason why you felt so much better um is because a big struggle that people deal with with seasonal sadness is uh, the lack of feeling of control or it's that for me at least i was literally gonna say that yeah, because everything just seems to turn upside down. Like, I experienced the same thing as you. I was like, where did my motivation go that I had yesterday? Why did I spend two hours on TikTok today when I'm, that's all that I say not to do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. everything was just out the window from all the good habits that I've, you know, yep. been working so hard at committing to for so many months. Um, So I think that's why doing 
and we'll get into solutions and tips and strategies later on but I think that's why one of the best things that you can do is to start uh, finding ways to take back control in that sense is that is that like what you feel you felt from it yeah no I was literally gonna say I think what helped me feel better and it's not like I don't know why, but when people used to say this kind of stuff to me, I'd be like, that's such, like, mom advice, where they're like, don't go on your phone as much, clean your room, like, in my mind, I'm automatically like, no, they're just saying that it's gonna fix it because they want me to do that, but no, Mm -hmm. actually cleaning your room and cleaning and organizing your spaces, especially Mm -hmm. in the winter, again, in Canada in the winter, you can't really, you don't really spend that much time outside and you have absolutely zero control over what you do out like with the outside. Like you don't control the weather obviously and it's almost always bad. So having control over your space inside of your home, if it's Mm -hmm. like, if you live on res, if it's a dorm room, your bedroom, your bathroom, your living room if you like to hang out in there just your space having control over what that looks like and what it feels like for you really honestly does help kind of bring you back down when you're just getting so fed up and overwhelmed with the loss of control with mm-hmm. your outside environment yeah oh that's such a good way to put it that's something that i i've noticed that we say pretty frequently is uh mm-hmm. that you can't if you can't control something you have to control how you react to it and your yeah your perspective you know, your, exactly exactly yeah. your perspective so yeah that's yeah, no, even that's, that, that's something that I was really struggling with the past week and a half because I literally remember saying to myself I was like I am constantly talking to people telling them that they need to learn to change their perspective about things in order to help themselves and whatever and yet mm-hmm. right now I have such a negative perspective on things and I feel like I literally can't change it. It's like, you know, when you wake up in a bad mood and like, you don't know why there's nothing you're mad about, but you just woke up in a bad mood. You're pissed off all day. You don't want anyone to point it out, but you also are like, don't test me. And you're kind of mad at yourself for being in a bad mood, but also you're like, I can't change it. That is what I felt like this entire week. Mm-hmm. not that I was in a bad mood but using that same explanation just of my perspective and my lack of motivation and just mm-hmm. the exhaustion I had it was like it was there stamped on for the week and I could not change it for some reason I think it was because I was just so again overwhelmed with how sudden it was that I was like stunned I it wasn't a couple gradual symptoms that are coming in and getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It was like I woke up and I was instantly unmotivated, depressed, just mm-hmm. sad. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully I fully feel that. I think that's the case for everybody. You know, whether you actually yeah. suffer from this to an extreme level or just a mild one I think the first week or two weeks for everyone is super rough because even if you do you know you're aware that it's coming and you have strategies already in place that you know you're going to use to make it easier I think the first week everyone needs to be a little bit forgiving with themselves about it because it's uh you have to take the time to to feel 
the onset to feel the effects like for me it took me a full week just to even realize what was happening you know it took me probably about four or five days and then I was like wait a minute Mm -hmm. this seems awfully familiar (laughs) (laughs) my old friend is back (laughs) to haunt me yeah yeah no literally I was like what are you doing here I don't want this so have (laughs) you (laughs) what are you doing here um... (laughs) no literally that tiktok audio where it's like what is this little dog doing here or like something like that what is this little rat doing here i was like (laughs) um yeah so would you say because you said it's a little bit different for me and you because I'm now kind of realizing and coming to the conclusion that I definitely have a severe case of winter blues, but I don't know if I would really categorize it as having sad or seasonal sadness because it's not Mm -hmm. in other seasons. Like you said, yours kind of affects you in the changing of any season. Would you say Mm -hmm. that, I don't want to say your relationship with it, but I mean, in a way, your relationship or your awareness of it, like how has that evolved over time as you're learning more about it through your studies, but also just kind of learning more about yourself and the patterns of it? That's such a good question. I think that I've learned the most about it this year. I think this year has been a game changer for it for me because uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast already, but I was on um, SSRIs and antidepressants basically for, I think, like four years or something. And then I just came off of them a few months ago, which I'm super proud about. It's going great. But uh, obviously, you have the withdrawals. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think... I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it was like an unprecedented experience for me. And I was just... My reaction was yours every day. What are you doing here? Like a random depression? Like random sports? Yeah, no, literally. I took a pharmacology class and we Mm -hmm. learned all about, obviously we learned all about these different kinds of drugs and what they all do and their purpose and what they're supposed to do, but what they can also do. But we Mm -hmm. learned so much about the withdrawal and addiction side of them. So after learning about the withdrawal especially with SSRIs for someone who's been on them for such a long period of time. Mm -hmm. When you were explaining to me that you were just coming off of them, even before you started telling me that you were going through bad withdrawals and whatever, I already was like, oh my God, like this is going to be not fun for her. And then you started to get into it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly (laughs) what I learned. And now it's happening to somebody that I love. And it was just so, so difficult because you literally just have to wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Exactly. I know. And that's the thing. You were the one who was helping me with it the most because you knew all of the, uh, you know, like you said, the pharmacology side of it. I only learned the neuroscience side of it, I think, after mm. it happened. And then it was just yeah. weird because I was still in it a little bit because that's that's what I'm getting at as well, just to just to say it right now. But um, I think my experience has been really different this year because what the beginning of my symptoms of SAD have felt mm. like have been exactly what my withdrawals of Prozac felt like and I had never had that perspective before you know it's it's uh the experience for me 
is um complete loss of control complete emotional destabilization like I will be flying super happy things are going great great mood uh for you know most of the day or something I don't know for a couple of hours and then just no warning unprecedented it's just like a mental breakdown like a whole two hours sobbing I don't know what's wrong I remember I remember one day not long after we had talked about it maybe like a week or so a week and a half after you were messaging me and you were having such a good day I think you went out for brunch or something with a bunch of girlfriends and you were having such a good day and then later that evening I got some voice memos just of you freaking out just having a mental breakdown and you were like crying and you were just were not doing well and I was like oh my gosh like the the twist the 180 that it took I felt so bad because it's already bad enough I feel like when you're having a pretty standard normal day and then something shifts and you kind of spiral into a little bit of a mental breakdown but to go from such a high high to a low low would just be so emotionally taxing yeah yeah it was no it's, it's exactly how you described it and also exactly what you said in the sense that I was never just feeling average like I was either having the best time of my life and then going yeah. from a hundred to zero so fast and then yeah. it was hard after I think that lasted for me mostly more most intensely for about two weeks and that time was uh tough I felt like a, a literal mental patient because I kind of lost uh, my grasp on reality a bit when I kept going in and out in and out in and out of like yeah. panic attacks uh anxiety yeah. attacks Which major depression I mean, spurts you would that's like that is so I don't even mind-boggling <laughs> yeah yeah it's mind-boggling in a very very bad way <laughs> exactly and and what I've realized which is why my experience of sad has been so different this year is that because I was on those uh, that medication for so long I realized that my period of withdrawals isn't done and it's way yeah. less frequent than it was in those first two weeks Mm -hmm. but I realized that it isn't done yet and it's still happening even now Um, and literally my boyfriend had to help me realize that because I don't the the best way that I can describe that is you just become so disconnected from the world because you feel crazy you feel like what's real what's not real why is this happening now when is it going to happen next like you're just kind of in a constant state of uh, a fear and panic and so he's the one who made me realize like Alyssa, this isn't normal like are you okay i mean yeah. it's i feel like that's super justifiable though because you have to think this medication was helping you in all these certain areas of your life so when you were feeling super stressed out when you were feeling super depressed when you were feeling super anxious all of these things that are triggering through your body's nervous system this medication was also in your system aiding you with that not to say that Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know a lot of people say like it feels like it completely numbs them a lot of people say that it just kind of makes things more manageable for them but when you don't have that, that's not to say that a couple weeks later or maybe even a couple months later, if you go some through something very traumatic or you start feeling winter blues coming on, that your brain isn't going to automatically be like, oh, I need this because I can't, 
it's hard for it to handle it by itself. You literally have to retrain mm-hmm. your body to be able to function and balance all of your hormones in your body as normal without the aid of medication once you take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you've nailed it. That's exactly what it is. That's the same thing. I learned that uh, a little bit afterward, a little bit halfway through it, um, when I was learning about uh, the homeostasis process that your body has to follow mm-hmm. after addiction. Um, to say to yeah. something, let's say like Coke or like heroin, um, because if like the best way I can describe it, if your body, when you took, uh, let's say this is like the darkest. Of the most I was literally just going to say we're talking about <laughs> seasonal sadness and you're like heroin, <laughs> heroin, because <laughs> that's the example I had um, in class, I think is why it's coming to mind. But yeah, when you take mm-hmm. heroin, like let's say. I, and I don't know, this could be unrealistic for someone to only do it every few days with that level of addiction. But let's say you just take it every few days and it's your body gets used to always having your serotonin or your dopamine levels being shot way higher than usual. And then the second that you take that away, why it's so hard for people to deal with it is because your your brain chemistry has become dependent on those higher levels of those chemicals that you're releasing and then without it you're Mm -hmm. way below average in what you were firing before so your body has to learn how to go back to the normal levels uh, by itself so that's why with something like sad where it's already hard because you're already feeling randomly depressed you're already feeling less motivated when you add something like that on top of it it's it's a lot worse uh so i mean for me my experience of uh, seasonal sadness, I think, is very similar to yours. It's complete loss of motivation. It's looking for easy dopamine whenever I can get it because it's so low. Um, it's yeah. really not feeling like myself anymore because, you know, the reason why it uh, it uh, messes with me and it scares me so much and it might be similar for you is just because I've dealt with... Um, such a deep level of depression before that it kind of brings me back to that because that's the only yeah. thing that I know to associate those kind of emotions with and then I get really scared and anxious because I'm like oh no is it happening again is it back I just got off these pills do I need to stay on them like what's going on uh so my experience is the same as you where yeah. I'm just not myself anymore and I'm not motivated and that changes everything. I don't leave my house because of that. Yeah. You, know, it's, you have to force yeah. yourself a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree when you said kind of how you start feeling these symptoms and the only thing that you can relate it back to is a really intensive depression that you've been through in the past and it scares you and you start spiraling. That mm-hmm. is literally what happens to me every single year as it starts coming on and I even had to explain this to somebody else the other day because they were kind of going through this exact same little panic attack where they were like I can't go back to feeling like that again I worked so hard to come out of it I don't understand what's happening and the thing that I feel like I've really learned I learned a bit last year but this year I feel like I'm really kind of ahead of the game on it is because why did my mind literally just go blank (laughs) (laughs) i know that always happens to me you're saying something that you felt um, last year (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) 
<laughs> because I start feeling the symptoms, right? And that's what happens. That's literally what happened to me a week ago. I am yeah. worrying and panicking. And it's it's the the panic of not knowing why and kind of being like, well, what did I do wrong? Like, what did mm-hmm. I do or not do to maintain my mental health? I had been doing so good. I don't know what has changed. I don't know what I did wrong, but I feel completely different as if everything is just backsliding now. And that's the part that would really just make me so frustrated and so mad Mm -hmm. because I was like, I want an answer because I haven't Mm -hmm. changed anything. So how come everything around me is changing so much? I've been doing so good. And then that's where I would get into all the negative self-talk with it because I was like, well, Mm -hmm. obviously you did something or you didn't do something. And it was just so confusing. And I'm already doing it right now as I'm talking, you kind of spiral. You're the ball just keeps rolling and rolling down the hill and you send Mm -hmm. yourself into a panic attack because you're so worried for what Mm -hmm. you perceive to come from this like you Mm -hmm. think is going to come from this but I think the main difference this year from any other year is that I have such an awareness of it now that I'm I mean I'm not looking forward to it but I'm not (laughs) scared of it anymore like I'm not scared of it anymore Mm -hmm. I I wrote this down but then I realized this sounds super lame but (laughs) I'm not scared I'm not scared but prepared Ooh, (laughs) no it's actually good we're like laughing but it's actually good (laughs) because here's the thing I'm aware of what it is I'm aware of why it is happening. I'm aware of when it happens. And I'm aware of the fact that it is temporary. Mm. If you are aware of all of these things, then yes, obviously it's not fun to be going through it, but you can kind of sit back and talk to yourself and be like, okay, it's okay. You knew this was going to happen. This happens every single winter. It's because of the seasons changing. It's cold. It's dark. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the same vitamins from the sun like it's because of all of these factors it's not your fault somebody who mm-hmm. has seasonal affective disorder or winter blues seasonal sadness whatever you want to call it any of those mm-hmm. it's not their fault that they have it it's just mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you've done right or that you've done wrong you just have it it just affects it it affects you more than maybe it affects others maybe you are somebody who relies so heavily on your external environment and the warmth and the sunshine to really make you feel good and maybe you're somebody who's kind of a hermit crab in their house all year long so they don't really notice a difference or maybe you live in Canada and maybe you live in Arizona all of these things are super different but you have to remind yourself that it's not your fault. It's not something that you did do or that you didn't do. It's just something that happens. And Mm -hmm. the sooner that you understand that, the easier it's going to be for you because one of the largest parts of my symptoms of winter blues or seasonal sadness is that confusion and frustration as to Mm -hmm. why and how it's happening Mm -hmm. no I I couldn't everything you just said 
that's that's all that's the perfect perfect description that's exactly what it is i think that's how it's experienced by most people and i think there's a lot of power mm-hmm. in you know while it's still i think the most important to focus on how to get through it and how to move forward there's a lot of power mm-hmm. in realizing those things and understanding what's happening yeah. why is it happening it's not my fault it's because of these mm-hmm. things you know because you describe what what's happened to both of us when we're thinking because for people especially like us with the history of of a lot of you know hard stuff that they've been through in the past you're thinking what did I do wrong oh no did I stop doing this is this thing coming back so I think it's really important to yeah. start by knowing and uh I think you already started sharing a couple of really good strategies that you use about that. So I just wanted to maybe start talking about tips that we can offer yeah. that we both learn through our experiences. Yeah. So for one, to say with that, I do want to put a little plug in there. Um, <laughs> we are creating a monthly winter wellness checklist on our Mm -hmm. instagram and we'll probably be posting stuff about it on our tiktok as well so there's going to be one for every single month of the main months of the winter the november one is already up and it Mm -hmm. is just kind of full of more specific monthly goals and things that you should have on your checklist to kind of help guide you through seasonal sadness and things to kind of keep on your radar to get Mm -hmm. you through every single week so with that being said these are some of the ones that are on there some of these aren't I think one of the really important things is to have a morning routine for yourself it Mm -hmm. can be 15 minutes it can be an hour whatever you have time for some people work early some people work later it doesn't have to be long but just and a, a dedicated small allotment of time that is dedicated to you. Maybe that mm-hmm. is doing a face mask in the morning or just taking time to listen to a podcast while you do your makeup or cooking yourself a nice breakfast or sitting and drinking your coffee or tea just in the living room, enjoying the space. Whatever yeah. morning routine you want for yourself to just something that you will look forward to every single morning, have a morning routine for yourself make the time for it even if it's only 15 minutes because already the mornings in the winter are so hard it's cold it's dark I wake up at 5 15 in the morning sometimes earlier for work so it's still pitch black outside until I'm about three four hours into my work shift like Mm, it's dark when I it's dark when I wake up it's dark when I get home it's dark all the time it's cold you don't want to get out of your bed so having a small little window of time that every single morning it doesn't matter what you're doing that morning or what you have to do the rest of the day you know that you're going to have this small little cherished time to look forward to yeah that's such good advice stability related to positivity something that you can expect Uh, I think that's such a good uh, routine to give yeah yeah Yeah. another thing it again it's so small but do something try to do this every single day this is really what I've been trying to do the past couple days to get myself kind of back in the game do Mm -hmm. something for yourself or wait no what is it do something today for yourself tomorrow yeah so It can be super small, like just getting the coffee machine ready or setting out your clothes or 
whatever it is, just do something every single day that's going to make it a little bit easier for yourself tomorrow because, again, you don't know what kind of day you're going to be having. When I say that I have winter blues or seasonal sadness, I'm not saying that every single day I am just a ball of depression and a horrible person (laughs) to be around. That's not what I'm saying, but I am saying that the majority of the time – yeah. That is how I'm feeling. You do have good days, but some of the days are so bad. And it's on yeah. those really bad days that when you do something small for yourself that's already set up, it's just like a little, you can just take a, just a deep breath and just be like, yeah. at least this is going right today. Like, at least I have this. It sounds so weird, but when you're in that space, it truly is the smallest things that just help make it that much easier for yourself to get through the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think a big point in what I'm hearing as well is something to look forward to. You know, that's always been a huge, huge source of motivation for me. So mm-hmm. whether that can be components of the morning routine, whether that can be the small thing that you do for yourself uh, today, but you're doing it for yourself tomorrow as well. I hope I said that right. But I think it's, it's, you're the one who becomes in charge of creating predictable, positive aspects of your day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, in talking again of, of something to look forward to, I think it's really important to set a winter goal for yourself. Don't go Mm. setting this list of all of these crazy goals that I'm sorry, we just know that we're not going to accomplish on a regular basis, but even when you're even more slowed down in wintertime, you just can't be Mm -hmm. putting such high expectations on yourself. Obviously you need to keep your, hold yourself accountable for the things that you commit to and really try to push yourself to, know that you are doing your best and trying your best despite the situation but Mm -hmm. I also think you need to again be aware of the situation handle Mm -hmm. yourself with care handle yourself with care if I Emma Chamberlain she Mm -hmm. just released a podcast episode and she was kind of just saying how in the spring and summer she packs her schedule full of things because she knows she can just grind and bang it out but she Mm -hmm. was saying in the winter time I need a break. I need a little bit more of a break. And I know obviously not everybody can do that. People work, people are busy, people have commitments all year round, but you can give yourself a little bit of slack. You can give yourself a little bit of, okay, this season for the next couple months, yes, I'm still going to be doing things to accomplish my goals and Mm -hmm. hold up the things that I have committed myself to, but I'm just going to be doing it at my pace. Like, I'm not going to stress out and be crying until 11 p.m. or 1 in the morning trying to grind on doing whatever you had to do that in the summertime you have the energy for that you just don't right now. You have to realize that your brain chemistry is literally different before than it is now. So you realistically can't be holding yourself to the same standards as before. Mm-hmm. than right now because you're literally working with essentially a different brain yeah yeah you're 100 so, right yeah so i think having a winter goal set one goal one thing by the end of the winter i want to accomplish this and it's something that you can look forward to 
in the winter when you are feeling those days of feeling overwhelmed or just exhausted with life and tired of winter and you feel like every day is the same, you have something that you can turn to and you can redirect yourself and focus your attention back on that, something that's going to make you feel good and something that you will have accomplished by the end of the winter season or whatever deadline you give yourself. Mm -hmm. That's such great advice. And I really like what you presented, which is, you know, there's two sides, two sides to the coin where we're saying you're accountable, you're responsible for, for checking in with yourself, for figuring Mm -hmm. out what you need, for taking steps to do that. But on the other side of that coin, which is all like grind said, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. But you also have to be taking it easy on yourself when you know that you're going to be struggling a little bit more with a certain situation during a time period. I think your power uh, in adapting to seasonal sadness and to trying to optimize it is going to be to check in with yourself. And like you said, to be realistic with your goals and your expectation with yourselves and to handle yourself with care. I loved, I love that you said that because you're going to have to remember that you're working with you. You know, if someone else mm-hmm. you see online, they've set this challenge and they're doing this every day and they're doing this every day and you're beating yourself down because you can't do it. You have yeah. to remember that you're working with yourself. You're not working with the same situations as that other person. And yes, you yeah. should be wanting to seek the best for yourself and do as much as you can. But you're, yeah. again, it's important. It's more important that you stay in motion than you burn out and you get defeated and you stop. Totally. Exactly. What kind of, even if you are forcing yourself to grind, grind, grind every single day the same way that you do in the summer, it doesn't really matter because what kind of work are you putting out if Mm -hmm. you are exhausted, mentally and emotionally unstable, like it's not going to be worth it anyway because the quality of what you're doing is just not going to be there because you're just going to be doing it to do it. And I'm not saying yeah. like slack off the entire winter, obviously not. Mm-hmm. You might have weeks where you're feeling good and you get a bunch of stuff done and then you'll have a couple days where you just don't really get that much done because you're not feeling it. It's fine, but you just have to realize when those days are mm-hmm. and kind of adapt the situation around you to how you're feeling because again that's just going to create so much negative self-talk and just frustration with yourself and you'll start self-sabotaging like it's just it's going to turn into a a whole other issue than if you just acknowledge it straight on and be super hyper aware of it yeah another thing I really want to point out is kind of with the theme of people wanting all the things of summer to just carry into winter is your nutrition. I don't know why nobody, well, not not nobody, but a lot of people do not do this. They will just Mm -hmm. always be buying the fruits and the vegetables that they like all year round. Fruits and vegetables are not always in season. There's different seasons for different things. When you are in the fall and you are in the winter, you need to look up 
the fruits and the vegetables that are actually in season because those are the ones that are going to be the best for you at the time. If you're buying a bunch of blueberries and raspberries in the middle of January and they're grown and shipped from who knows where and they're not in season and they taste like crap, it's just it's just not a good experience. Plus, it's going to expand your palate more because all of these squashes and things those are like what are in season in fall and kind of in winter and stuff like that those are going to give you the things that you need for that time of the year because those are the, the foods that thrive in that time of the year they're made yeah. for that time of the year mm -hmm. i'm not a nutritionist but you literally can't go wrong with implementing fruits and vegetables that are actually in season into your diet. Yeah, it's so, it is so funny in my reaction there. It was so funny to me that a lot of people, most people I swear don't know that. And it's not a judgment because where, where would you get that other yeah, from no. the right people around you? You know, like it's not something mm -hmm. that is, is said or talked about commonly, but it's so yeah. funny to me. Like, you're like being uh, everyone's mom right now. <laughs> I know, I know. This. I came at it. I came at it a little aggressively, but it's no. just, I don't know why. It's just been frustrating me for a really long time, especially when I hear people complain about mm -hmm. how different certain berries taste in the winter than in the summer and I'm like, "Well, yeah, because like, it's no not in shit. season." I'm like, "It's not in season, man." Like Come I eat know. this freaking Paloma or whatever. Isn't that like a kind of orange or something? I've never heard that in my life. I don't know what that is. Are you thinking That's of a kumquat? No, what is or that? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm pretty fruit. sure. I'm pretty sure a Paloma, if I'm not mistaken, is a kind of orange. I believe. I think, you. and I believe you. they're really good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, again, kind of going on nutrition. I know mm -hmm. not everybody is into taking supplements and vitamins. I feel like it's it's one of the two things. Either they're totally against it and they're like, no, I don't need this. My body produces it on its own. Or they're yeah. like, no, taking vitamins and supplements is literally the best thing I've ever done for my body. I'm thriving. You're right. So You're right. if you are into vitamins and supplements or maybe if you're like kind of wanting to try and see how it affects you, then this next piece would be for you. There are mm -hmm. four things that, through my research and through my own experience, have really helped me with winter. So, obviously, taking vitamin D pills, mm -hmm. that's kind of a given. You're not, especially, again, in Canada, it's dark all the time. You aren't outside as much because it's freaking negative 40 degrees outside. <laughs> And a lot yeah. of the times, it's just overcast. A day of sunshine is, like, the best day ever here in the winter. So you're just mm -hmm. naturally not getting the same level of vitamin D that you would be any other time of the year. Mm -hmm. That is going to give you... I think vitamin D gives you dopamine, right? I literally had this written down. No, it's oh. okay. I'm not 100% sure, but what I do know vitamin about vitamin D gives D... you dopamine i think <laughs> i'm gonna sound so stupid okay well i wrote while you... this down okay Wait, i got it you... okay okay good go ahead okay yeah it does give you a bit of dopamine then okay. vitamin c vitamin c 
is so good for you because it supports your immune system. We all know in the winter time, everybody's getting sick. Vitamin C, this is a common misconception. Vitamin C, taking vitamin C is not going to prevent you from getting sick. It's Mm -hmm. not like a shield that prevents you from getting sick. Taking vitamin C supports and strengthens your immune system. So it's going to make you less likely to pick up bugs. Or when you do get sick, it's going to be quicker and better. It's not going to be as harsh and you're going to get over it faster because your immune system is just fueled up. Yeah. Another one, iron. I was looking into this. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot the percentage. But it was a wild percent of people. It was in the USA. But a wild amount of people suffer from iron deficiency in the winter. Mostly women. And iron deficiency, yes, mostly women. Iron deficiency is so important because the iron is what makes hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is what transports oxygen throughout your body and your Mm -hmm. circulation in your body, which is what regulates your body temperature. I literally am always cold or always burning up. Me too. There is no (laughs) in-between. I've been told by my doctor many times that I have an iron deficiency and I have horrible oxygen circulation around my body, which is why my body temperature is always off. So taking iron supplements really helps with that or not even you don't even have to take the supplements but actively be trying to eat foods that contain more iron if you really Mm -hmm. don't want to go the vitamin supplement route that's totally fine but you need to do the research of the in-season foods that are going (laughs) to give you these things and then this one this last one is kind of more i don't want to say beauty but It's more like self-maintenance. Vitamin E. Vitamin Mm -hmm. E makes your skin retain more water. So it's hydrated and plump basically from the inside out. I know a lot of people, I keep seeing it online. There's like those vitamin packets that you put in your water. And they're Mm -hmm. like, it literally hydrates you from the inside out. It's (laughs) true. That's yeah. what vitamin E does for your skin. You don't have yeah. to go and do those packets, but if you can find it in any other form, because I don't know about you, my skin gets so dry from the winter, it cracks yeah. and bleeds. Oh. My skin cracks and bleeds in my elbows, in my knuckles, around my mouth. Sometimes I'll literally get it like by my forehead. I get no really way. bad eczema in the winter or eczema or whatever people call it i hate when people say it like that i get really bad eczema (laughs) my eczema cracks and bleeds like my skin gets so freaking dry in the winter it's horrible it doesn't matter how much lotion i put on so vitamin e is very important for me i don't remember if i was taking that much of it last winter but i'm actively going to make it my mission to make sure that i am getting a good and healthy sustainable amount of these four vitamins slash supplements this winter Mm -hmm. and I highly recommend that you do the same yeah no it's a great recommendation because that's the thing people always look especially I find in food because we're mentioning food when people see talk about chemicals or anything like that they're instantly saying no I don't want any chemicals in my food your food is made of chemicals (laughs) like what are you saying you know I know and And these supplements that you're talking about where you're saying, you know, you can either take iron supplements or you can just eat foods that naturally have more iron in them. It's 
yeah it's a good thing that you should be doing because it's not it's not like you're taking the way people depict the chemicals that you're putting in your body it's just if you're getting for example less uh vitamin d that you mentioned which is a huge one because naturally in the winter this happens to everyone by the way because how it works is that people think that you get all, all those benefits by absorbing uh uv rays and the sun through your skin none of it is through your skin they've done experiments where they just it's the eyes they it's do your eyes yeah they blind people they expose them to the same light just with their skin gives them none of the benefits it's your eyes uh because basically something that i think is super cool and i don't know if i mentioned this yet but your two eyeballs are basically an extension of your brain like mm -hmm. they have neurons in them they're part of your brain and so what happens with light and sunlight is that it can actually light can be transduced into mood so when light hits your eyes the neurons in your retina relay that information to a part of your brain called your hypothalamus because it's all connected right because it's part of your brain yeah. actually you can think of it as your mood control center it is linked to emotions the same way that the amygdala is a lot of people know that one as the emotional center i guess you could call it but the hypothalamus does also have a role in uh, regulating your mood so when we're talking about you know thinking about maybe uh, considering how your diet can change in the winter or if you should take supplements or vitamins yeah. you have to have that holistic global view of your body by thinking okay for this reason, my brain chemistry is going to be off. For this reason, my body chemistry is going to be off. There's exactly. less light. Maybe I'm I'm eating different. I have different habits. Your actual yeah. whole body is going to be off in some capacity. So that's when you think yeah. of something like, okay, there's less light entering my eyes because maybe I hate winter and I'm indoors more because um, you can't get the same light yeah. through a window, obviously. That's yeah. when you can think. Maybe I take vitamin D supplements and that helps. Like you have to think about it in a global sense. Yeah, like that. exactly. It's not about mm -hmm. changing. I mean, it is about changing kind of what you're experiencing, but it's not about mm -hmm. changing your body chemistry to be better than what it already was. It's mm -hmm. about making up for the lack in certain areas. There's, there's a clear void. There's a lack of certain things in your body during the winter months and so mm -hmm. it's about kind of you taking the initiative to maintain that balance for yourself yeah yeah exactly i 100 percent agree you know you can do the same for uh, i know joy you do this your boyfriend does this my boyfriend does this and i have to start <laughs> doing it but cold showers that's dopamine related too right i think yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say i was gonna put that in the tips and like kind of little trick things to try that we talked mm -hmm. about earlier. I was going to put that in there because the cold showers, one, it really gives you dopamine that you are lacking. It wakes you up, obviously. And honestly, it builds up your resistance to cold. Yeah. Over yeah. time of doing that. And it's super cold here. So you kind of need that. But I, the reason I didn't say that is because I understand that for a lot of people, it is a hard pass <laughs> it is a big <laughs> no to be completely honest with you like I was doing the cold plunges and the cold showers in the summer it was super cold and I wasn't really enjoying it at the time mm -hmm. freezing temperatures but mm -hmm. it was also super hot outside so I was like oh this kind of cools me off and it's making me feel better when I'm mm -hmm. already cold all the time during the winter 
that is literally the last thing that I want to do in my entire life. So mm-hmm. I do it less often now, but I still do try to do it. It's probably only like once a week now instead of like every day or every other day. But I still try to try to do it at least a little bit because I do know that there are so many beneficial qualities and aspects to it. It's just, oh my gosh, the mental strength you need to have. <laughs> yeah, I get why it's you so it. hard. <laughs> yeah, there is that big caveat, especially in the winter, where most people what they hate is the cold, and they're like, "Why would I subject myself to more of that?" But it does yeah. fit in because what you guys will notice is that all of these options that we've mentioned, like cold showers, um, morning routine, uh, nutrition, diet, vitamins, supplements, um, you know, mm-hmm. light exposure, all of this stuff does have a chemical and a neurological component so that's why I did yeah. just want to throw it in there for anyone who would be uh interested in trying to do that but I think yeah, the main course. point is uh like we said it is all up to you and it will go best if you're really handling yourself with care I love the way you said that if you're handling yeah. yourself with care and you're preparing you know it's going to come you're making sure that you're checking in with yourself frequently enough to detect the signs, you know how you individually experience any type of seasonal sadness. And if you don't, it's a great opportunity to start, you know, taking some time to reflect on it, figure it out because, you know, this yeah. happens every single year. So it's, it, it's a worthy exactly. investment <laughs> to it, figure it out. Exactly. I mm-hmm. was going to say, I feel like last year I thought that I was doing good with it. Then it turned out I really wasn't. <laughs> but... <Yeah. laughs> I was at first, but then I was like, ooh, I'm really not. But this year, like I said, I feel like I'm so almost overly prepared for it now. I was not at the beginning two weeks ago, but now two weeks into it, I've Uh just taken things that I've learned from last year, taken things that I've learned only in the past couple weeks things that I've heard from other people, things that I've been trying the past few days that actually have been working. I feel like as the years go on, I will be more and more prepared for it each time and kind of be able to handle it a little bit better Mm -hmm. each time, hopefully. But yeah, again, like I'm not scared, but I am prepared. Exactly. I know. We were laughing because it was so funny the way you preface what you were going to say, but (laughs) it is true. It's a really good quote uh, to think about, to live by. Uh, You know, the thing is, obviously, you're going to dread the winter to some capacity every year. But since it's something Mm -hmm. that's inevitable to tie back to that main tenant that we always refer to is that you you are empowered about it, even though if you can't control that it's coming, you are empowered in the sense that you can prepare for it fully you can take initiative you can take responsibility and it's a great opportunity to discover you know maybe you learn that you love meal prepping you love cooking you know you love working with food because you're working on your diet maybe you you, there's a lot of opportunities for learning and for really positive sides to it so what I'd like to challenge everyone who deals with this to do is to find ways like find aspects of winter that they enjoy find things that they can put every day in their routines like you said or not every day it's not yeah. it doesn't have to be like that but just as much as you can just find ways to make it a better experience because it's inevitable it's gonna happen so you know you might as yeah. well invest and take yeah. the time to to figure that out 
But um, like we said, do so with your limits in mind. Do so yeah. with being gentle with yourself, with being forgiving, with being understanding. Uh, if you're really tired, you're feeling low motivation the first week, always stop and think why. Because then you're going to realize, yeah. I'm not lazy. I'm not this you know, loser that I like should hate right now. It's probably because of something else. Oh, yeah, it's this. So I think yeah, that... Exactly. Uh... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, again, if you feel like, yeah, you're taking the tips from this, or maybe you check out the Instagram for the November wellness checklist that we put together, again, mm -hmm. there's going to be one every single month. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid that this is the only advice that you're going to get. And if it's mm -hmm. not working for you as well, then that's it. There's going to be new things to kind of help guide you and support you every single month. So make sure to check out our Instagram for that. And just kind of use it as a little bit of a guide. Use it as a baseline, as just things to keep in mind as you go through every single week of that month. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. We're, again, there's tons of pages and, and other podcasts and everything about this. But us here, we're coaches and we're here to support you. But everywhere else on the internet, you don't have to do any of this alone. There's no reason. You can Google. Yeah. You can Google November you know, tactics to, to deal with seasonal sadness and 10 million results will come up. Like take the support that you can. It's not shameful. Yeah. It's just do what's best for you. Uh, like Joy said, we will be putting out uh, challenges with different techniques. Well, not challenges, but more tips, more a support structure yeah. for you. So you can look for that as well. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I, I'm, I'm glad. I think that we covered a lot of really good, uh, ways to help people you know go through this for sure me too thank you again for everybody listening and thank you for being in this space mm -hmm. I know you always say that I'm taking over <laughs> now um, <laughs> like always all of our links and things will be listed down below mm -hmm. and go check us out yeah thank you so much uh, for being here with us good luck really you've got this use the support that's available to you uh, we'll see you next week and uh, good luck. We hope that you have a, a great day. <laughs>